means. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Double Take. Double Take. Somebody told me today they should we should have called it Double Trouble. Ah. Uh, <laughs> we don't need a title to cause trouble. No. No. Just a microphone. We got it. So we're brought to you by Oneness Ministries and the Stream Grace Network. Yes. That. Yep. We're glad you're here. Thank you for tuning us in. Do you tune us in or do you just... Tuning in. Tuning in. To us. To us. Yeah. Not sure how that works because you just go to Facebook or not Facebook, but... Um, YouTube or YouTube. Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or... Gosh, we're on all sorts... Uh, Amazon Music. We're everywhere. Everywhere. Plus... Yes. Not just us, but mm-hmm. you and the three. Yes. With Pat and Sharon. Yes. And you on Rick Fry in real time. Rick Fry in real time. <laughs> okay. We should never <laughs> yeah, have we started should that. that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're glad to be back. Yes. What do you got for us today, Mr. Fry? About 15 years ago. 15. No, in 2015. <laughs> I wrote a book. Did you? Yes. I think I knew that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Called Double Soul. We're into double stuff, aren't we? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. And Double Soul simply is a correct um, interpretation of when James says, "Don't be double-minded." Mm-hmm. You can't be. You can't be double-souled. You're either in Christ or you're in the flesh. You're either in the spirit or in the flesh. This book was about passivity in men, um, because. I spent most of my life as a passive man. And the interesting thing about being passive is that you don't, it doesn't occur to you that you are passive. Mm. Because you justify it by saying, well, I'm a peacemaker. Because the number one thing that passive men want to do is avoid confrontation. And so we spend all our time being hypersensitive to body language, to facial expressions. Um, to words that might cause us to have to um, feel like we need to disagree. So instead of disagreeing, we just say, well, we'll just keep the peace. So would you say that makes you a little bit of a people pleaser? (sighs) To some extent. Not you personally. Yes, yes, I would say yes, a people pleaser. But it's not about pleasing people. It's about avoiding something. Avoiding confrontation. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because at times you just don't really care about if people are pleased as long as they're not mad at you. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. That does make sense. Mm -hmm. So it just never occurred to me that that could be titled as passive. Mm. And then passivity becomes normal. And when passivity becomes normal, um, it changes. It changes relationships. It changes. Um, well, you're not getting honesty in a relationship. No, no. One time, it somebody described it as being a chameleon. Mm. So you fit in. You, you looked at the situation and you changed whatever behavior patterns you could to fit into that situation so that you don't become involved in confrontation Mm -hmm. or something uncomfortable. So, you know, let me slide this in here in a minute. We've been studying with uh, 
with Marcy McConnell from the Reclaimed Soul, we've been studying Enneagrams. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what you're describing fits the, the personality type seven. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure not all passive men are sevens, but I wonder if that's not part of it, especially for where you used to be. Well, there's two things about that personality number. The number one thing is trying to bring levity into a situation, trying to be funny, trying to make things light. That fits passivity to some, excuse me, to some degree. Well, it fits you for sure. Yes. Yes. And the other part of that is what is next for me? I did this. Mm -hmm. I've I've accomplished this. What's next? What's exciting? Mm -hmm. And um, the third part of that is the avoidance of being uncomfortable. Uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable situations. Yes. Okay. So, yes, those are compatible with being a Mm -hmm. passive man, but not necessarily. Yeah. Um, A a, a seven is not necessarily a passive man. Right. Yep. Okay. Um, This passivity, and I'm going to be reading some of this, so forgive me for my stumbling through the reading, but I'm reading it from the book that I wrote. It creates an absolutely convincing belief system and a seemingly impenetrable barrier from the freedom God built into uh, into my new spiritual identity. It creates this false um, humility mm. that, you know, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not fast enough, um, I'm just not enough. Yeah. And by saying that, then I... I, I I can sort of make myself feel humble. Well, humility is either dressed in a tuxedo or it's dressed in rags. Yes. So it's still, it's still pride. Yeah. And it's a deception. It's a deception to think that, because I don't have to take responsibility for being right or being smart or making decisions. Because I might make the wrong decisions. So, so it's safe? It's safe. Mm. And the sole purpose of this deception is for the breeding of hopelessness. Hmm. I, I can't hope. I couldn't hope, although I did. I hoped. Now, that's, I don't know that that's a true statement. Well, you wrote this book a while ago. I'm wondering if any of your thoughts about this have changed. When I read it, when I, I was reading to prepare for this, my thoughts had absolutely changed but they changed before the writing of the book yeah so some of these things are very true about passive men mm-hmm. or they were true about me and my in my passivity um so so we live with the lie of worthlessness and when when we did this enneagram mm-hmm. thing and she pointed out my seven and seven's characteristics i went right to worthless yeah because all I want to do is crack jokes and avoid uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. And to me, that defines somebody who's worthless. Yeah. That is the deception behind this um, belief system. It is a belief system. Yep. Yeah. So, my journey began, let's see, probably in 2011. Was it 20, many early? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's been a while. It's been a while. When, when I felt God say to me, no more. Mm. 
I heard it as clearly as I hear you, no more. And it's like he flipped a switch. And I couldn't bear the idea of being passive. Wasn't that shortly after you finally realized that you were? Because like you said, most passive men don't know. Yes. So once you realized it, yes, that was the beginning of the end of that. Yes. And the interesting thing about flipping the switch, um, really God didn't flip a switch. I've all, my identity is Christ. My identity is strength. My identity is the perfection of God's presence in my life. And what happened is that God convinced me that that is more true than what I believed about myself. That's it. That's it. So God said, you are healed. Mm -hmm. And I began to learn that God's approach to healing, to the healing process, is rarely um, conventional, or nor is it usually quick. Mm. Mm. Okay. Healing takes time. Now, I just went through an experience where I had these infected tonsils when when the doctor did the procedure on my throat, shortly after, it was gone. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was gone. Now, there was pains from the needle sticks and the... Don't all go into the, detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the stuff that he did in my throat. There was that pain, mm-hmm. but the initial pain that was almost unbearable was gone. Yeah. That's sometimes God heals that way, but he heals with the pain. Sometimes he takes, it takes time for us to be in a place where we can receive the healing because sometimes you have to admit that there's something wrong. And it's not time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A man who continues to walk in passivity walks in the flesh Mm. yes think about that statement Mm -hmm. to believe that to allow yourself to walk in passivity is walking in the flesh and that's Romans 8 9 says but if the spirit of the one having raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you the one having raised Christ from the dead also makes your mortal bodies live through the indwelling of his spirit in you. What a powerful statement. The indwelling of his spirit in you. Comments? I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's true. So if you're, if you're believing the lie that you are worthless and hopeless and all of that and, Mm -hmm. Even the lie about you're just a peacemaker, because that's not what a peacemaker is. No. Um, then you're not believing what God says about you. That's so right. you that by so you're obviously walking in the flesh at that point. That's right. And that's what double souled means. Mm-hmm. Either in the spirit or in the flesh. Right. right. There's no life in the flesh. Right. As I as I wrote this book, I decided to do some research on men in the Bible, hmm. whom we kind of assume to be, what, what? Well, I, I have, I have questions about, I mean, as a, as a wife, okay. I wonder, you know, I don't know if you want to go into this now or later, but before we get into the Bible characters, I can hear women saying, okay, that describes my husband. What do I do about that? 
how do I deal with that? Can he recover from that? What if he doesn't? How do I help? How do I not make it worse? You know, sometimes it doesn't do a lot of good to define it if there's not a an answer or a direction to go. You, you, you know, you and God did, did work mm-hmm. in you, but what do you say to a, a, a wife or a husband that this is going on? Or do you want to talk about all the passive men no, in the no, Bible no. first? I, 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 that is a great question. I thought so. What, that is a great question. What does a wife do who is married to a passive man and he won't deal with his passivity. Or, yes, and I mean, I remember one of the things that you had said too is it doesn't help a man who's stuck in passivity to say, you know, suck it up, buddy, and yeah. get over it. That doesn't work. Yeah. There's a chapter in the book called The the Church um, Power Brokers mm. who scream at men, do not be passive. And passive men say, okay, okay, I'm not going to be passive if it's okay with my wife. Mm. So, where's the hope? Or do you have to think on that for a while? Well, I am thinking on it. Okay. Um, One of the biggest things that I dealt with as a passive man was shame and guilt. And if a wife shames her husband or other people guilt a passive man, it just pushes them further into it. They become escape artists, which is what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, I escaped from the harshness of being accused, of living with shame, of living in guilt. And if that's where you are as a man, then that is not from God. God does not use shame. God does not use guilt. So the hope is not in you pointing out to me that I'm passive. The hope is in you helping me to understand who I am in Christ. So encouragement, not shame and not shame and guilt and not, yelling and yeah. Why do you have to be this way? Why can't you be like other men? Well, I, kind of felt I was like other men. Mm. Obviously I wasn't. Mm. So it's it's not about it's not about you, the wife, um, willing your husband to change. It's about encouraging him into the reality of his true identity. He's gonna try he, he's gonna struggle with that. He's gonna struggle with is that true? as much as he wants it to be true. So it's about, golly, (laughs) it's possible to love him out of this. Mm. It's possible to support him through this and to help him see, identify behaviors that possibly can be Passive without saying that what you just did is passive. You're so <laughs> passive. Why do you got to do that? <clears throat> Can you help him identify the behavior in a way that encourages him, in a way that's positive? So it's it's sort of, you know, and I think I said this in another podcast, everything 
when clients come in here, it boils down to who do you think you are versus who God says you are Mm -hmm. and who God is versus who you think he is. Mm -hmm. The answer is always that, whether it's passivity or, you know, breaking any other harmful flesh patterns or just knowing your identity is where the healing starts, no matter what the problem is. Exactly. And I think that's what happened to me is that we went through Be Transformed. Um, I went through, not we, I went through Be Transformed three times. <laughs> First two times. I what an overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> three times. And, mm. and then I went through a class they had called Pneumonetics, which really helped me. Um, it was just more in depth was, about yeah. I, about those things. Uh, about my identity. Mm-hmm. My and be- God's identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I came away f- with from those is that my behavior doesn't define me. What a revelation. My, let me say it again. My behavior does not define me. Christ in me defines me. That's the beginning of the healing process. And it also is the beginning of behavior changing on its own. Absolutely. When you believe who you are, you start acting like who you are. Yep. And God is fully capable of intervening, but so is the wife. I'm not saying I'm not responsible for my behaviors. I'm not saying I give up um, that... Only you can help me get through this. I'm not saying that. No. And I don't want to lead anybody to think that it's... Because passive men are always looking for somebody else to blame. Right. And, which is another podcast topic we'll go to, a lot of times the the uh, burden of fixing the relationship is on the wife. Yes. You know, if you just did this, he'd be okay. Yes. And so that's just unfair as well. But it's like unfair. I said, that's another podcast we got planned. It's not only unfair, it's not true. No, it's not true. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where were we going? What? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, the second part of this, and I can't, I can't express how important it is to learn how to hear God, to hear Father's voice. Jesus said, I do nothing apart from hearing what the father tells me to do or what paraphrase i only do what the father tells me yes what i hear the father saying and he had to be able to hear him Mm -hmm. john 17 the verse we oh my your most favorite passage in the bible verse 13 (laughs) and he says and now i come to you that my joy be made complete in them I struggled for years. What does that mean? It's Jesus talking. Yes, Jesus Mm -hmm. is them prayer Mm -hmm. in the garden. That my joy be made fulfilled in them. Because I'm, at that point, I'm a believer. I know God loves me. I know I'm going to heaven. But what's the joy? The joy feels absent. And... I cried out to God, tell me what this means. What does this mean? And finally I heard that it's not, 
what Jesus was praying for is that we have the same relationship to the Father that he had. That we are loved with the same love that the Father had for the Son. We have that love. Yeah. Mind blower. Mm -hmm. The joy is about understanding I am in relationship with my Father. He knows me intimately. He lives in me forever. And I can hear him. Yeah. He wants us to hear him. We can all hear him. Yes. It's just learning how to tune in yep. and expecting to hear. One time, one time I was praying and I said, God, I haven't heard from you in a long time. What's <laughs> what is the problem? What's going on? And he said, it's not that I'm not talking. It's that you're not listening. We have to listen. We have to pursue the ability to hear God. That's a whole nother podcast, too. Whole nother podcast. But Write in, that down. <laughs> hear God. Okay, keep going. Back to passive men. The other part of the healing process is believing God loves you and he wants to talk to you and pursuing that. I remember you telling me that you didn't hear God. I used to, uh, yeah, I used to think God didn't talk to me, and I thought the people that said they heard from God were a little weird. Yeah. But when you know that he is, and you pay attention to that, and I got to the point at, at one point in my life where I just decided that anything I heard, any impression, any, even if it was a phrase or a thought, whatever it was, if it was encouraging and if it was sweet, and if it was loving, and if it was kind, and if it made me go, Whoa, oh, then I was just going to assume that was God. Because if it wasn't, he could certainly let me know. Yeah. And if it was full of shame, like you were saying, and anger, and discouragement, and whatever, yeah. it's not him. It's not. Because Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And Jesus never talked to people like that. Never. Even when he yeah. talked to the Pharisees, the point was not to to shame them. The point was for them to see the truth mm -hmm. and come to him. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. to answer your question, wives, mm -hmm. what do you do? You become an encourager. Mm -hmm. You understand he's not doing this on purpose. You understand he is already ashamed and full of guilt when he thinks about it. And that's why he has to avoid the confrontation because any man's biggest fear is being a failure. Can I go back to the he's not doing it on purpose? Yes. Um, I, I think that there are cases like you were talking about where a man is not aware that that's what he's, that that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. But I think he also makes choices to be the chameleon and to... Um, stay in everybody's good graces. I just not. I'm not sure he knows why. Well, so I think in the moment I can't. You can't say he doesn't. He may not understand that this is a belief system problem, a flesh pattern, if you want to call it that. But I think you make the choice in the moment to behave the way you do. Sorry. What was that? <laughs> the blinds in the other room just uh, oh made a noise. Um. Yes and no to that. Mm. 
yes, I choose to be, to fit in. And, and yes, I choose at times to have lied about fitting in. So that part is true. Mm-hmm. But what motivated that? Mm-hmm. What's the motivation behind mm-hmm. the need to avoid that confrontation? Okay. And I don't think most passive men are aware of that motivation. They just know this is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I got to do something to get out of this. Okay. Whatever it takes. So yes, that part is a choice. But I'm not doing it to cause harm to you or friends. That's I'm, a whole nother story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a, in a, in a normal, somewhat relationship mm-hmm. where a man is struggling with, with passivity. We're not talking about an abusive relationship where there's manipulation and gaslighting and that sort of thing. That's a whole nother thing. Yes, and there thing. certainly are degrees of this passivity, and it can go into, um, mm-hmm. um, what's the other term, um, passive-aggressive behavior. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother level mm-hmm. where um, you become totally dishonest mm-hmm. and um, manipulative, as you just said, yeah. and controlling. Yeah. Because if I can't control this, then I'm going to destroy it so mm-hmm. I don't have to deal with it. Right. So that's not what we're talking about today. That's not what we're talking about but today. But we will yes. on another podcast. Yes. Yeah. So back to where you were. Um, where was I? I think you were trying to talk about men in the Bible. That well, do we want to go? Are you ready to go there? It's up to you. Or is there more you want to say? And we'll talk about the passive men in the Bible on the next one. You know, there is more I want to say. Let's, let's okay. move the passive men to the, from the Bible to the okay. next. One of, one of the attributes of passivity, and I'm not saying this is 100% true, but it probably mostly is, is pornography. The involvement in pornography. Um, I got involved in pornography, first, because I was curious. Um, secondly, it became a place of safety. Those women on those computer screens never reject me. They, as a matter of fact, they actually act like they like me. And um, there's no, they don't cause me to feel bad about myself. So. Till later. Till later. They don't, anyway, yeah. So, I don't think most women understand where that comes from. Yeah. As, Some, where sometimes that's where it comes from. As much as you love me, as much as women love their husbands, men are afraid for, of sexual advance because they don't want to be rejected. Mm. They don't want to hear, well, I'm too tired. Or, and it's, those are perfectly legitimate reasons. Don't misunderstand me. Mm. Um, so I'm not I'm not casting blame on one or the other. I'm just saying, passive men who are involved in pornography don't can't deal with the rejection, so they go someplace where it's safe. Yeah, and it also can be related to a bad relationship with your mother. If your mother was angry at you and your mother was um, critical of you, and you, yeah. the list goes on and on, mm-hmm. then men go find some place where they can be with a, a woman that is safe. Yeah. Women cannot, women do not understand that, I don't think, because they make it about them. He's reje- he's rejecting me. I'm not enough. And it has zero to do with that. As harsh as, as, as disturbing as that may sound, um, 
Pornography is not a sin against your wife. It, it can affect your relationship. It can. For it sure. certainly can affect your relationship. Mm-hmm. But people who are not involved in por- pornography can't understand will just stop doing it. Mm. That's what you hear from church leaders. Would we'll just stop it? Mm-hmm. I would if I could. <laughs> Bob Newhart. Yeah. <laughs> stop it. So. Yes. Understand mm-hmm. that if your husband is passive, it's not about hurting you. He never wants to hurt you. What he's trying to do is protect him. Now you're talking specifically about passive men involved mm-hmm. in that. Yes. Not all men. Not men. Because there's other. There are men who are just deviant. Yeah. Men who are just yeah. bad people. Yeah. And men who are um, addicted to sex. So all those, all those things are true and, and are, are alive in other people. But we're talking specifically about passive men and their need for protection, their okay. need for safety. Okay. There's another distinction that needs to be made here is that there are men who are quiet. There are men who are timid, but it doesn't mean they're passive. Mm -hmm. Because a quiet man, when you ask him a question or you put him in a place um, for him to make a decision, will tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Timid men are the same way. They will tell you the truth because what... What they are are private. Mm. And there are things about these men that they you don't need to know or they don't want you to know. But you can you can label them as being passive because right. they're not free. They're they don't freely give information about themselves. They're just private. Or they're just very thoughtful. Yeah. They think a long time before they have something to say. So questions. I already know everything because <laughs> I know you. Yep. No, I, I guess, uh, you know, you're saying that if, if um, we've counseled couples, obviously, and if just because a man is passive, I mean, doesn't it seem like sometimes men that are passive are married to women that are absolutely not? <laughs> That's a whole nother. It is a whole nother. And, 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 but it needs to be addressed. Okay. Um, men who grew, who grew grew up with women mothers, who made all their decisions mm. for them. Here's the clothes you're going to wear. Here's the food you're going to eat. Here's the things you're going to do. Here's your behavior patterns that I want you to do. That's bad. This is good. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Do this. Have the decisions made for them. Mm. That becomes normal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fathers of those men, those boys are also told what to do and what to wear and where to go and when to go. Or they're not there. Or they're not there. Or they're there. absent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're escaping yeah. the, the um, well, control. I mean, or they're literally not there. Right. Sometimes a, a boy grows up without a dad, and right. that can yeah. same thing, yeah. So men who, men who live in an environment where they're taken care of tend to marry women who will take care of them. So they, they marry their mothers because that is what's normal to them. Yeah. Creepy. It is I'm creepy. Just, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. It yeah. just sounds creepy. Yeah. But yeah. no, I think you're right. But there's, I guess the bottom line though is it doesn't have to stay that way. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. And that's what I was starting to say about couples that we've seen. If you've got a man that's ready to 
get out of that and a woman who's ready to be patient and help him get out of that, encourage him, that can happen. Don't wait until resentment builds. Yeah. Don't wait until you can't tolerate this guy anymore. Mm-hmm. If you are... If you are married to a passive man or you're engaged to a passive man or you have a passive boyfriend, help them get help before you become mad at them Mm. because of their passivity. He never makes a decision. Mm -hmm. He won't do what he says he's going to do. He's always hiding from me. But see, the problem, though, is if you're what you just said about a man looking for a woman who tells him what to do, then it's going to be hard for her to <laughs> not tell him to snap out of it. You know what I mean? Well, to be to be to back off a bit yeah. and encourage him instead of saying, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. Well, the dynamic is is that that woman is going to be in control regardless, because mm. that's what she does. Right. That's how she grew up. Now we do know couples where that kind of works. Maybe the guy's not passive. Maybe he's more quiet or or thoughtful or whatever and the woman is more outgoing and she's the she kind of it's not the same we're not talking about the same thing right passive passivity is a problem Mm -hmm. like a guy who's quiet is not a problem necessarily and a woman who's a little more outgoing is not necessarily a problem well let's talk about that for a moment okay we've both been in churches (laughs) where the leadership has said men lead your wives what Nothing. Oh, uh, this, you're, you're looking at me. I because this is a this is a hot button for me. Yeah, men lead your wives. Mm. Um, spend time in prayer. Pray for them. Pray over them. Be the spiritual leader of the family. Be the spiritual leader of the family. Some men are just not that. Some men, and I'm one of them, are not good readers. So you don't enjoy it either. I don't. Mm-mm. So for me to say, okay, we're gonna have, we're gonna read the Bible today. For <laughs> me to sit down and read it is a struggle. Yeah. So why put me in a place where I'm uncomfortable, and she has strength in this? Why can't we share that responsibility? Mm-hmm. Or maybe she does it. She's perfectly capable mm-hmm. of reading scripture. Mm-hmm. She, he, he doesn't have to be, um, well. That's the other problem is that passive men get into comparison. Mm. I compare myself to the guy standing up behind the pulpit. Mm -hmm. I want to be like him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to act like him. I'm going to be him. And that is the most frustrating death trail on the planet is that comparison to somebody that you will never be like. Right. You're just not the same. So I married a woman who is an excellent reader. I married a woman who is very thoughtful and can pray well. She encourages me to pray. She, You encourage me to speak what's in my heart mm. without saying, you need to lead me. <laughs> you don't need me to lead you. Well, and reading scripture is not really leading. It's reading scripture. Yep. You know, you, you are a spiritual man. You are in touch with Holy Spirit. You are intelligent. <laughs> Whether you can read or spell is <laughs> is irrelevant yeah thanks for bringing that <laughs> you're welcome i'm gonna go hide are you are you making notes about me now yes. are you putting me on report <laughs> <laughs> we mm. marriage is not about and this is another podcast mm. marriage is not about one being stronger than the other 
Marriage is not one being more powerful than the other. Marriage is not about me controlling your behavior so that it's right, Mm -hmm. so that it's godly. Or the other way around. Or the other way around. That's not what marriage is. Marriage is a union of two people who mutually lead each other, encourage each other. Lead is the wrong word. Take that word out. Mutually encourages each other to be who they are. Sometimes, though, you do lead. um, You know, recently we had uh, a guest at the house, and I was not in favor because I was nervous about having a guest at the house because I thought a lot of this person and it made me very nervous and that's just what I do. Well, you didn't push it, but you kind of led me there and said, it's going to be, it's going to be good. And you also said, I really want to do this. And so we did it and it was good. And that confirmed our, 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 um, relationship that Mm. you are not all about you (laughs) and I'm not all about me we are other oriented Mm -hmm. but but the point was you knew that it was going to be okay and instead of saying just shutting me down and you know it happens in a lot of marriages Mm -hmm. you just get shut down you didn't do that and that's not leadership plus you know you know me and you, you just, you just knew, and so uh, you leading, if you want to call it that, in that moment was a good, was good. And maybe it was mutual submission. I don't know. I think mutual submission is, is pretty much what marriage is about. Yes, but sometimes a decision has to be made. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we face a, a situation where I go, I have to make a decision about this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And you give me the information. Mm-hmm. A, a stupid man does not listen to his wife. Mm. I listen to you. I hear your thoughts. I hear what your um, you, your needs are. I hear what your wants are. And then I have to make a decision. And sometimes it's not the same. I but but it but we still agree. Well, we still agree. You know, because most of the time we'll agree on something. And mm-hmm. sometimes I'll think maybe another route was a better route, but I'm agreeing that with your desire to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're still agreeing. We're still agreeing, yes. And so that's a whole nother marriage roles. Write that one down, too. Marriage roles. <laughs> anyway. there Because there's a lot there. Yeah. There's a lot there. There's a lot there, but, but a, a, a wise leader listens Mm. Mm -hmm. and gains information and then makes a decision (laughs) I don't write that word (laughs) spell that (laughs) (laughs) and makes a (laughs) a decision decision wow I've never made one of those welcome to word of the day (laughs) anyway it makes a decision yes and, but I can't make a decision without your wisdom. Mm. And vice versa. And vice versa. Mm. So. Anyway. Wow. Wow, that was fast. So next time we're going to talk about supposedly passive men in the Bible. Yes. Which, when you were writing that book, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because you, you, you took what you found with different people and 
fleshed it out. Mm-hmm. You can start the music. It's my decision. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so next time we're going to talk more about passive men, which apparently Rick Fry is not now. I am not. No, he's not. I am not. Mm. I am a man. Yes, sir. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yes, we will.